All right, welcome to Iron Man. Do we have any first timers here this morning? First time to Iron Man, awesome. Welcome. As uh, you've already found, we have a first timers table for anyone that, that made it past. We have a first timers table over here. If it's your first time, we invite you over to sit at that table. Looking forward to this morning, men. All right, Randy is going to introduce to us uh, this morning's teaching fellow and um, I believe open us up in prayer as well. All right, good morning, fellas. I get to introduce Dave. Everybody already knows, so this is nice and quick and easy for me. Dave and I have been friends for over 40 years, and uh, we've been doing life together now for the last three or four since uh, he invited me to Ironman, so it's it's an honor to introduce Dave. He's known my family pretty much our entire life, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an honor. We'll have Dave come up here and we'll pray together, guys. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all these men that have come to worship you. We pray that you uplift Dave and his words and his message will be received with open ears. We thank you for the staff here at Four Rivers. Give us the opportunity to sit here and and gather together in your name. We ask all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, before we get started, there's a couple things. Remember last week we did announce that we're going to take a collection this week. So what we'll do is when we break up, we have a really fancy pot over here. We'll make sure it kind of gets around. So we'll remind you today. I know a lot of times some people leave early. They have to kind of leave early. So table captains, if you facilitate that, grabbing some of that, we really, really appreciate it. So guys, our topic this month, if you've been following along Patrick Morley's book, is How God Makes Men. And oh, before I forget, happy birthday, Marine Corps. And happy Veterans Day to all the veterans for tomorrow. That's pretty awesome, man. So guys, let's do this if we could. I know I'm going to step out just for a second. Let's do this if we could. I want to get us excited and I want to get us going just a little bit. So if everybody can do me a favor and kind of stand up. And we got the Marine Corps birthday today. We got Veterans Day tomorrow. I want you guys to get excited, right? I want you guys to get excited about the opportunities that we have, about the men and the women who have served in our service for all long. So what I want you to do is on the count of three, I want you to cheer. I want you to yell. I want you to hoorah, okay? For those of you that are charismatic, I want to see the hands way up. Right, old school Southern Baptist, try to bring it up above your waist. It's okay today. Bring it up a little bit right there. And I just want you to cheer on. Ready? One, two, three, go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Perfect, perfect. Awesome, guys. Thank you. And here's the reason I did that. You know, you never know how it's going to go when you come up here, right? You don't know how people are going to connect with you, if you're going to get your message across. It's not my message. It's the Lord's message. This could be the worst presentation of my life. But later, I'm going to have a picture for social media that says, you guys thought I rocked it today. (laughs) Absolutely. And I start off with that because... It's the illusion of control that each and every one of us have in our lives to present something that we think we're a little bit better than we are till we get knocked down. So guys, I'm gonna have you stand up again. We're gonna read our scripture today. My Catholic friends are fine. Scripture today is Ephesians 4, the new life, chapter 17. I'm gonna read through verse 24. Now this I say, I testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of their heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and we taught him as a truth in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, 
created after the likeness of God in a true righteousness, his holiness. You can have a seat. Amen. So guys, I want to stick with a theme today that I know some of you are going to be familiar with. In 1989, I had the pleasure to try out for and make the Orange County Sheriff's Office SWAT team. And subsequent to that, I had to go to our boot camp. You guys have all been to boot camp. You're going to remember. There's no doubt about it. You remember these days. Law enforcement, firefighters, military personnel, we all understand that position. I got to tell you, listen, it was the most hardest, grueling, difficult time of my life. And I was a young guy, 20 years old, and I was in great shape and I was a good athlete. But it was tough. We got treated extra special, really special. Matter of fact, our particular unit actually hosted our own seminar. And most of our SWAT team members then were SF guys anyway. And one of them had a girlfriend called the Butch. Some of you guys remember the Butch. Some of you guys probably don't. She was pretty. She was brown. She was tall. She was a 10-foot waterlogged, 200-pound log. And our job was to carry her and take care of her and love on her wherever we went. And you better not leave her alone. And when I got done, Butch said something to me that I'll never forget to this day. He came and asked me, he said, well, what do you think? And I told him, I said, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And he told me something that resonates to this day. He said, if it was easy, anybody can do it. You're just not anybody anymore. And nobody in this room is just anybody. Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are what? He wear his workmanships created in his image to do good work, each and every single one of us. So today we're gonna to talk about transformation. And transformation is far from instantaneous. And it's often accompanied by pain in our lives. And we, we can relate the boot camp experience because in real life, they're trying to transform our minds and our bodies. Chapter nine is God equips men by transformation and development. That's my theme for today. And we do this in three distinct ways. The first one is deconstruction for reconstruction. Anybody experienced that? The basic boot camp military training involves breaking down recruits to rebuild them in disciplined, reliable soldiers. Similarly, God often deconstructs our old habits, attitudes, and perspectives, allowing us to reconstruct ourselves spiritually, what we call sanctification, right? Into better versions with values aligned with his teaching. When we learn discipline is essential to renewing our minds. Proverbs 12.1 tells us, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Love when the Bible's just blunt, right? You're stupid. Don't understand the value of discipline. The second thing, molding through challenges that boot camp does. Boot camps present rigorous challenges to build the mental, the physical, and the spiritual teachings that recruits need for adversity in their lives. In the spiritual context, God may allow trials and challenges to shape individuals, fostering resilience, character, and enduring faith. Challenges are where we build our character, and the Bible says our character is what builds our what? I'm not going to tell my whole story, but most of you already know. My wife and I, a blended family, had a child died from a rare neurological condition. We got the notification almost four years before he died, so we watched him slowly die. So our transition and that trial showed us how we built our hope. Hope isn't just a wish, not at all. Hope requires two things. Number one, knowing that God is in work in our lives. And number two, that God's plan for his children extends to eternity. When we have that vision in our life, thinking to eternity is where we have hope. I often say this, that hope isn't just an emotion. It's not an emotion at all. Hope is a virtue that's practiced relentlessly in our lives every day. The last thing is transformation through a greater purpose. So deconstruction for reconstruction, molding through challenges and transformation into a greater purpose. Basic training skills instills a sense of duty, honor, and service. Nearly every military vet and law enforcement I know understand the principles of duty and honor. Similarly, the spiritual journey molds individuals and recognize their greater purpose, aligning their lives with God's will 
and serving a higher calling. I'm gonna finish with a really quick story. Am I doing okay, Ryan? You didn't give me a two minute mark right there yet. Who's ever heard of Watchman Nee? Yeah, that story starts in the 1800s. Missionaries decided they were gonna go into China. They're gonna go over there and spread the gospel. Watchman Nee wasn't born until almost 100 years later. 100 years later, a young man by the name of Watchman Nee, I think it was in 1917, attended a church by a preacher with his parents. And he listened to the word of God. He was extremely smart, read books, ferociously. But while he was in church, he didn't accept Christ. And he didn't accept Christ because he said, this is too important. If I'm going to accept Christ, this is a lifelong adventure. He went home, thought about what he had heard that day, dropped to his knees and accepted Christ into his life. If you look from the China perspective and the world perspective, he is probably one of the, well, the most influential peoples in the Bible today. You can still get his books for free, as a matter of fact, if you want them. If you don't know, he was put in prison in a labor camp in China where he died in 1972. On his walls and in his messages, a guard found these words written in Chinese, Christ is the son of God who died for the redemption of sinners and was resurrected after three days. This is the greatest truth in the universe. I die because of my belief in Christ. Guys, God universally molds men in the same process in our lives, in the boot camp of life. Pat Morley calls it character college. We all have the illusion of control in our life until we're shown otherwise. But if I'm in control, that means God's not in control of my life. And that's a problem. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Dave. Proud of you, buddy.